If you've been around long enough, you know that at the end of every year, I love to celebrate some of the amazing women that I've had the honor of working with that year. And we are back again with a fun three-part series where we'll be doing just that. Over the next three weeks, you'll get to meet six of the incredible women that I worked with this year, and you'll hear about what their biggest business win was for the year, what their biggest lesson of the year was, and also what it is that they do and how they serve their people well. Today, we're kicking off the series with Emma and Amy. Emma is a boudoir photographer based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Helping people feel their best has always been part of who she is. Before focusing on photography, she worked as a nurse, and now she uses that same expert care to help women feel like a million bucks. Amy is a certified financial coach who helps purpose-driven women get their financial shit together. Amy works with badass women who are crushing it at work or in their business, but whose finances are a mess. Often called the Marie Kondo of personal finances, Amy has spent the last eight years helping women to organize their finances, give them more space to focus on what really matters to them. Amy worked as a financial advisor for four years before shifting to financial coaching in 2018. She's passionate about helping women to connect their everyday financial choices with their long-term goals. She's on a mission to reduce financial stress, allowing women to pursue dreams that have previously gone unfulfilled. I know that you're going to love both of these ladies and what they have to share about their wins and their lessons for 2022 is really insightful. You're listening to episode 139 of the Chasing Simple podcast and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you looking to improve your content without spending a ton of time and mental energy doing so? Whether you're looking for help knowing what to talk about, setting up content systems, or improving your launch strategy, the Chasing Simple Shop has something for you. From a year of content prompts broken up by type of content to my launch strategy mini course, which will teach you my entire strategy for launching your upcoming online course, the Chasing Simple Shop is the quick and simple way to take your content to the next level. And you can get 10% off any item just for being a listener of the Chasing Simple podcast by using the code listener at checkout. Just head to amandawarfield.com slash shop. And again, that code for 10% off is listener. Emma, I am so excited to have you on for this episode today. I'm so excited to share about you to my entire audience. 
for everyone listening, Emma and I actually met in a mastermind. Was that 2020 or 2021? 2021, right? I want to say 2021. Yeah. Oh, it feels so long ago. We met in a mastermind that we were both part of, and now I'm so honored to get to work with her, and she is just incredible, and you are going to love this episode. So, Emma, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Oh, well, thank you so much for the sweet introduction, Amanda. That was so kind. I'm Emma. I'm a boudoir photographer. I'm based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I actually didn't start out with boudoir, but I just kind of gravitated towards it. I used to shoot weddings and seniors. And right around that pandemic time, you know, where when we met, that was kind of when I really started shifting towards just specializing in boudoir. So that's what I've been doing these last two years of my life is just just boudoir portraits. I serve all women. I love working with all sorts of women in my career. I love that everybody does boudoir for a different reason. So I really get to work with people like not only once, like you would for like a wedding or maybe a senior or something like that, but they come back to me and do a session for a new reason. Like yesterday, I just had a client that did a session with me because she was getting married. And then yesterday it was because she's having a baby. So I really think that it's cool that I get to work with people more than once in their life. Well, I think that's such a testament to how empowering you are as a photographer and not only as a photographer, but man, if anyone listening feels like they need to feel empowered, make sure you go follow Emma on Instagram and TikTok because she just speaks so much life into women. And I think that people coming back to you over and over again is just such a testament to the fact that you are so empowering to everyone. Oh, thank you so much. I think boudoir is just like a special thing that you can carry that feeling with you for a long time. And you're so good at holding space for people as well within that. You're so sweet. (laughs) Now, I really want to hear, and I think I might have a guess, but maybe I'm totally wrong. But what is your biggest accomplishment so far this year? This year, I feel like, you know, when I specialized in boudoir, I felt like I really kicked a lot of things to the curb. And I said, I'm just going to be doing these things. But this year, I feel like I've even niched that down even more. And I really feel like I've simplified things. And I just feel so light about my job this year. I feel like it's not like a burden anymore. And it's just like a fun thing that I get to do. Okay. That's definitely not what I thought you were going to say. I love hearing that simplifying (laughs) is your biggest accomplishment, but I definitely thought you were going to say the new studio. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that's really exciting too. Oh man, that was a process, but it's over now and it's great. And I love working in there. It's so beautiful. That balcony. Oh my goodness. Yes. I know. That's where we do our hair and makeup. So pretty. You could take pictures up there too. It is gorgeous up there. It's a super old building too. It's like 130 years old, I think. So it's, it's really cool to have all this historic brick around and stuff. It's way different than my studio that I was shooting in before. Yeah. But it's gotten, it's got really, for the lack of better words, it's got really great vibes based on what I've seen on TikTok and Instagram. It just, the last studio was so bright and airy, Mm -hmm. but this one has so much character. That's the word I'm looking for. There's so much character that really comes out just in your social media, even. Yeah. Character, texture, all the things I really, I pick up on vibes when I go into a place too. And so that was really important for me when I worked with my interior decorator, I really wanted to make sure she 
I mean, she's awesome and she's worked with me before in our house. So she kind of knows already, but she really pulled together a lot of those vibes and characteristics that you're talking about and modernized them and just made it a really vibey, cool space. So what is your favorite part about shooting boudoir? Oh man, I think that it's just, it's not actually like taking the pictures and it's not like a single part of the process, but it is like when they see themselves, whether it's on the camera or in the reveal session or whatever, sometimes like they're moved so much to like tears and you can really see that healing process take place. Like where they're like, oh my gosh, I am beautiful. And people have been telling me this all my life. And I didn't realize that until this very moment. And so the fact that I get to bear witness to that moment is just like so special that that's my job. And again, going back to how great you are holding that space for people and really (laughs) empowering them. You're so good at it. First, if someone was interested in potentially working with you, what should they know about boudoir and what working with you looks like? What they should know is that their reason is a valid reason for wanting to do boudoir. I see people, like I said, for weddings, for babies, for divorces. Maybe they hit like a certain fitness goal that they wanted. Maybe they're healing from a past trauma. Like I see so many people for so many different reasons. And maybe that reason is just to have fun. And that's great too. I think that that's awesome just because they want to do it. I think that that's like the most important thing is because it is kind of one of those like extra things that we can do for ourselves. Maybe it's easy to like put that on the back burner for something, but it's always been something you've wanted to do. But if your reason is just that you want to have fun, that's a good enough reason to do boudoir. You mentioned that it's really easy to put this kind of thing on the back burner. What is the number one reason that you see in clients and potential clients for why they put off doing a boudoir session? I don't even think that it's time. My my initial thought was time, like that they need to make time for it. But I just think that it's because women for so long are so set on like helping others and putting some someone else before their self. Maybe it's their kids or, you know, their relationships or anything like that. And I think that it's just taking that step into holding that space for themselves and saying like, yes, I'm going to do this for me today. I think it's a, it's a them decision. It's not any of those other, you know, boundaries that they've put up on themselves, like don't have enough time or too far away from the photographer that they want to work with or anything like that. I think it's actually just stepping forward and saying, I deserve this. So important. If anyone is listening and they're like, wow, I need to learn more about Emma. We're going to link to her website and her services page and all of her social media in the show notes. But Emma, you also have a brand new freebie that you're working on for everyone to check out. And I know this because I'm pushing you to do it, but can you tell (laughs) everyone about that so that they can learn more about that? Yeah. So I just came out with this lingerie guide. It's actually, I don't think I told you this yet. It's a pop-up on my website now. Oh, yay. That out. Feels so fancy. Look at me. So yeah, I just wrote up this big lingerie guide that anyone can grab for free from my website. And basically it's just to help you take those first couple of steps towards like figuring out what lingerie could look like for you. You know, is this something that you want to flatter a certain part of your body more or distract from a certain part more, or maybe like you want this to go for something like 
when you go out, or maybe it's like something secret that you just wear for yourself. There's a whole bunch of different reasons that people want to wear lingerie. So I kind of created this big guide that kind of walks you through the best things that you can wear for yourself and for a photo shoot, where to find them, different budgets, like what to expect with lingerie. There's a lot of different price points out there for lingerie. So kind of depends on what you're wanting to spend. As with anything, like you kind of get what you pay for though. So the really fancy ones are really fancy and they're really pretty and they're great quality, but there are some nice lower priced ones on there as well. And Emma knows what she's talking about. How many pieces do you have in your client closet at this point? Yeah, we have over 300. I just cleared it out and got rid of 50 pieces. (laughs) You cleared it out. You still have more than 300 pieces. Yes. We want options for everybody, you know? So like anybody sizes extra small to six X, I have something in their size for them to borrow for their session. If they don't want to go out and buy anything, I totally get some people that's not their jam, but they want to do a boudoir session. So I have pieces for everybody in there. I love that. So if you are curious about what lingerie you should be looking at, or even where to begin as you start looking, because there's so many options out there. You're going to want to download her guide, which will also be linked in the show notes. Now, we've talked about some huge wins that you've had this year. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned in business this year? I, again, I think I have to go back to that. It could be fun. Like your job can be fun. Like you can be a fun boss to yourself and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. If you don't like doing something, you can outsource that and you don't have to do something that you don't like doing, but everything should be fun. And if it feels heavy, get rid of it. I love that. I think so often we think this is what my business is supposed to look like. And these are the things that I'm supposed to do. And these are the things that I'm supposed to be good at. And we take on way more than we realistically should ever try to carry. And we forget that This is our business and we can decide what stays and what goes. And even if something does like marketing, obviously, even if you hate marketing has to be a thing, but you don't have to be the one to do it necessarily, or you can outsource pieces of it. And I think it's not talked about enough that our businesses should be fun and they should be something that we really enjoy leaning into and we should enjoy working. And that doesn't mean every day is going to be the best ever, but there is a big part of that, that we just, oh, I've got to do the the work that I don't like and I've got to do the drudgery. And it's just not always the case. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, coming into this, nobody is like an entrepreneur major. I don't even know if that's a thing. If you are an entrepreneur major, thing, sorry. Crazily enough. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I am not. That is not my background. And so, you know, you're told to wear all these hats and do all these things. And there's certain polls you know, from like people that you view as a leader, well, they're doing this. I guess I need to do it like that too. And you don't have to do things that you don't want to do. Isn't that crazy? It's so simple, but it's like, I I really don't have to do that if I don't want to. It's so easy to look at people that we see as successful and think, well, they're successful. So I should do what they're doing in order to also be successful. But yet their version of success probably looks significantly different than our version of success. And so much of what we do as business owners is an experiment. And so we can look at somebody who's successful and say, wow, they're creating a course. I need to create a course too. And have no idea that that course for them is totally an experiment. They don't know how it's going to go. Maybe it doesn't go well. Maybe it does. 
but it's probably an experiment. This thing that we think we need to copy. We don't actually know what the back end of that business looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it's not, I mean, if it's fun for you to do like that, right. Do it. But like I, like I said, like, this is all about like a self-serving business and you know you do have to like make your people happy to make money <laughs> but what you're doing should be making you happy too and i feel like like you should love every part of your job that you're doing yeah. and if not you should outsource it i love that such great advice now we end every episode with a book recommendation so what is one book or two, I know you said you had two, two for us that you would recommend that everyone reads or listens to. Okay. So the first one I want to recommend is Profit First. I have the book, the physical book. I didn't touch it for a long time until I realized that there was an audio book and it's so good. Like it's actually a very fun listen and it changed the way that I was like lack of accounting, I suppose, (laughs) for my business. And it's it's freed me up so much. Like financial freedom is just like a buzzword in general, but like once you actually experience it, it is so nice and it's really not hard. And it's like, it seems like it could be because there's a whole book about it, but the audiobook is just a fun listen. And I feel like any business owner should be profit first or like, uh, like a way of doing it at least if it's Some not the method, method of managing yeah. their finances. Yeah. It's so good. And then my second one is The Little Book of Huga. So that one is H-Y-G-G-E. And it's just a tiny little book and it's so sweet. But I don't know what it's like where you're at, Amanda, during the winter. What's it like there? I mean, you'd probably think it's great, but I think it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So The Little Book of Huga is all about how to introduce Huga elements into your life, which I should have done my research. I can't remember where Huga is based out of. Like It's Denmark, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah. And I read it this winter and it changed the way that I have my entire house set up and it makes me so happy and energetic and fueled during the winter because that's what they experience like all the time in Denmark is like this like, you know, dark season essentially where it's like basically our winters here. And I feel like being like a work at home person, your environment is so it's important to make sure that like you're happy where you're working, you know? So all of the elements in that little book of Huga kind of outline how to bring that joy that you experience maybe like in the sunlight outside into your home. So they talk about introducing pools of light into your home. So like I've got a couple lamps in my (laughs) office now bringing like nature inside. So I've got plants in here, you know, and just making your work environment a happier place. I'm reading a book on that. I don't think it's the same book, but it's also a small one about it right now. So I will have to add this one to my list as well because I'm very curious. It's just a cozy little read. Oh, it's so cute. Besides lighting, what are some other things that you changed? I changed the way I dress when I work now. So I love like a big cozy sweater and leggings and warm socks. I like to have a warm beverage too while I work. Lots of plants. Lots of plants. <laughs> you always inspire me to be a plant lady and then I kill everything. So maybe one day I'll figure it out. <laughs> I love that though. Okay. We're going to link all of that in the show notes. Emma, where is the very best place for everyone to go find you and get more of you? I'm all over the place, girl. I'm at Emma Christine Boudoir on Instagram and TikTok. 
working my way up on the on the scale on TikTok right now with Amanda's help. So that's and they just my keep rising. Place. I know. I'm so happy about it. So yeah, I'm I'm working on my TikTok, but yeah, I hang out on Instagram and then I also have a Facebook group that I can drop a link for too that has over almost 6,000 women in it right now that are just there for, you know, good vibes and stuff. And you know it's a good Facebook group when it's an active and engaged Facebook group at this point in time. It's the end of 2022. We don't like Facebook anymore, and yet Emma's group <laughs> is still popping. I'm inside of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, dang, how does she do this? It's incredible. But I will link all of that in the show notes so you guys can go learn more about Emma and what she does and get more of her because she is just incredible. Emma, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. I love being here. Amy, I am so excited to introduce you to everyone. So why don't you just go ahead and jump right in and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Sure. So my name is Amy Scott and I am a financial coach and I serve purpose-driven women who are kind of badass in their life, like looking for ways to empower other women, empower their families, empower their communities, but they have a really hard time around their finances. That's kind of their Achilles heel and it gets in the way or in some cases almost sabotages them from making the difference that they're committed to make. So I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast. Go, for it. You okay. go for it. There's your go warning, everyone. Try, like have your kids look at something else out the window. But yeah, I really say that I help purpose-driven women, women get their financial shit together so that they can see their money clearly on the personal side, if they're solopreneurs on the business side. So they really honestly have confidence, peace of mind, and feel like they have control. So they can go out and do all the things they're committed to and finances don't hold them back. I'd love to know. I'm super curious. And I did not tell you I was going to ask this, but <laughs> I'm super curious to know when it comes to the entrepreneurs that you work with specifically, because it's mostly yeah. entrepreneurs that are listening in. Yeah. Is there a number one roadblock that you see mm-hmm. most of your clients dealing mm-hmm. with? Number one. Ooh, it's always number one, right? I think one of the big things, and honestly, this is on the personal and on the business side, but let's just talk about the business side. I mainly work with solopreneurs. So it's, they don't have clarity around just in general around what's coming in and what's going out. And a lot of emotions come into it because it's their baby, it's their business, there's income coming in and, but they don't really know how much they need to be making, how much they need to be paying themselves in a salary, what those expenses are, what's the profit, like all of that, that can be very challenging to see just like the black and white of that. And where that plays into the personal Amanda is like, oh, well, I'm doing really well over here, but what have I said I will, or I won't do for my family or for my couple, if they, you know, share finances with someone. So what can come up as an issue is if they have quote unquote, a good income month, And are able to put some money into the family or pay for the tuition or a trip or something like that. And then the next month or two, maybe they're not able to. And that can cause feelings to come up for them and sometimes conflict inside of their relationship because there's they feel like it's variable income. Oh, it's so tricky. It's variable. So long answer short, I help them turn that variable income into fixed income. And when you have fixed income, you can plan around it. And it's the having the plan that really brings the peace of mind. So you're helping them get clear on their plan for their money. You're also helping them create that, to steal your word, clarity around 
what they should be doing with their Mm -hmm. revenue as it comes Mm -hmm. in, because it's Mm -hmm. not black and white, right? It's very complicated as far as, okay, but I have to pay myself and here's what I'm doing when I pay myself, but also I have operating expenses and taxes Mm -hmm. that have to be Mm -hmm. saved for. And, oh, I also want to hire a VA at some point. Like you help them create a plan so they can do all of those things and know how to spend their money and save their money accordingly. But you also help with the mindset piece of all of that too, right? Yes. Yes. So I am definitely not, it's funny when people come to me and they're like, what percentage should I put into this? And what percentage? And Love Mike Michalowicz, love profit first, but I'm not a percentage girl. Like I personally, you know, I love numbers. Spreadsheets are my love language. I love everything being very visual. I'm a visual person. And if I did everything by percentages, it doesn't really personally like compel me. There's a lot of like doing it right. I should be putting in this percent. You know, I shouldn't have done this. And when people come to me, the weight of shooting on themselves is there's a lot. There's a lot to that. I should be able to contribute more to my family, for example. So the mindset piece where I start from Amanda is really from, well, why? You know, why? Like, why did you get involved in this? If you're, you know, a solopreneur and entrepreneur, why did you get involved in this the first place? And what is the experience that you want to have of running your business? Because honestly, we're all here to say, like, it's, it's not simple. We do it because we love it. And most of us want to make an impact. We want to be, for lack of a better word, of service to whoever we serve. And if we're feeling weighted down by that, we're not as available to make that kind of impact. So I think there's a piece around getting clear about what the why is and connecting those financial choices you're making, whether it's $10,000 for a mastermind or 500 for a computer or 20 bucks for a latte, like whatever it is, connecting those to your greater purpose. I love that so much. And I think that's a key piece of finances Mm -hmm. that even those of us that feel like we are good, quote unquote, at finances that we miss a lot is that connection piece because yeah, yeah, numbers are black and white. Mm -hmm. But when you're running a business, mindset is so important in every single part of running your business. So I love that that's something that you help your clients do is really make those connections between the mindset and the black and white numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm curious to know thus far this year, which again, for everyone listening, I've reiterated this a couple of times now, but it's only August as we're recording this, even though this is airing at the end of the year, it's only August. So all of these amazing women have done really great things so far. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of time left this year. So, so far, what is your biggest accomplishment in your business this year? I think my biggest accomplishment, honestly, is around the mindset piece. And you had helped me with this. Like, really, like I'm usually the numbers person talking to people and being like, okay, what's like your, I usually call it like your, you know, like your good goal, your better goal, your best goal. And you had kind of dug in with me and been like, okay, what's that going to look like month to month, quarter, whatever. It isn't necessarily the amount of money I've made, although I've made more this year than I have in years past, which is amazing because there's more I can do with it. But the piece around mindset was that what I got for myself was the blocks I had around what I could make and what making more in my business was subconsciously, unconsciously, I don't know how you say that, but like what I had that mean about me. So I did a lot of work on what it means to make more money what I thought that was going to say about me. 
And similar work that I do with my clients, I just hadn't peeled back the layers of the onion as far as the income piece went to be like, oh, wow, I say I want to make more money and I haven't done the work to see what's gotten in the way of that. So this year I really went to work on how I grew up and the conversations around money and the scarcity and the thoughts about rich people and quote unquote, like that would, that's been the biggest needle mover in my business this year. I love that so much. And I, I'm super curious if there were any tools that you used, if there were any books or podcasts you listened to or anything like that, that really helped you dive further into that for yourself. Yes. So I've done some work around. So my husband is, this is actually a really cool thing. So I'll just share this. My husband has been a high school teacher that he is going into his 17th year next week. So he started soon after we got married and he's been doing that and he loves it. He's a math and science teacher, engineering background. Like that guy could get 10 jobs tomorrow just because of the demand for his field. But he found a passion for himself around life coaching a couple of years ago. And I share that because here I'm doing the financial coaching and some of the mindset. And then my husband is the one who's been like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? So he's had me asking some questions. So I say as far as he doesn't have a podcast, he does have a blog, but he specifically works with educators around life coaching and enjoying their profession, really, because God knows it's been challenging for teachers over the last couple of years. And one of the tools that he had me use, Amanda, was what Brooke Castillo, who does have a podcast. I don't know the name of it. She's a life coach. She runs the Life Coach School, I believe it's called. I haven't participated in any of her programs, so I can't speak to that. But she does have something that's called the model, which is looking at what your circumstances are It's C-T-F-A-R. So it's circumstances, your thoughts around those circumstances, your feelings, the actions you take because of those thoughts and feelings, and then the results. And so I've been doing some coaching with him and some self-coaching to look at what are my automatic thoughts? Because, you know, I don't know, you probably know the number. There's like 40,000, 50,000, 500,000 thoughts a day running through our heads. So I've been really going to work on seeing what those automatic thoughts are and creating new thoughts, new feelings, and new actions that are needed leading to new results. I love that. And we'll link to his website in the show notes for everyone to check it out. Just okay. so just <laughs> so fun. you can look at what just he's so doing, fun. look at his blog. <laughs> well, and also because even if you're not a teacher and oh, yeah. you're not his ideal client, it sounds like we could all use a little bit more of that mindset piece. So check out his blog for sure. And we will link to that in the show notes. But I love that. And the the longer I'm in business, the more the mindset just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up and I keep butting up against it. And for the longest time, I mean, I'm a very black and white thinker. I'm a very literal thinker, right? A very logical, like yes. A plus B equals C kind of person. And so mm-hmm. I've always been a little like, oh, that's kind of woo. Mindset's a little, mm-hmm. like I knew it yeah. was important and, I, and I've always found having a practice of gratitude really important mm-hmm. for myself yeah. and my mental health. But there also has been a part of me that's like, when I hear other entrepreneurs talk about how important mindset is for their growth, I've always been like, how does that help your growth? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't get it. And now the longer I'm business and the more I'm seeing like, okay, now that I'm actually accomplishing all these goals that I am no longer necessarily striving for, it's like, oh, now I see. Now I see where that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I love that that is your biggest accomplishment for this year is that you have really been diving into that and really changing that for yourself. And you have seen such incredible growth because of it. So it, you shared that you've made more money this year than you have before. But have there been any other 
major indicators for you of, oh my gosh, this is growth that's come directly from my mindset? Yeah. So you probably know this because we meet quarterly, right? And like we said, so we've had three calls so far this year, but it's like every call I come to, I'm like, Amanda, I've changed who I'm working with. And I'm like, I've been in business eight years. So it's not like I, I see new entrepreneurs and there's a lot of changing. And I think that's quote unquote normal. That's part of the process, figuring out who you are. And I've made more changes in my business probably in the last year, year and a half than I had for several years before that. And, but I think from this period of time, part of that thought work for myself was who am I to say specifically, I'm going to work specifically with women. Cause when I started in the field, it was like, I can help everyone, like whoever wants to talk about money, because I feel like I can. And then I felt like maybe I was shutting people out if I didn't work with them. And I've, I think the biggest piece around the mindset is creating new thoughts around that, that, that just the more, the deeper that I go, the more that I can help those people. And that there's a right coach for everyone. And it doesn't have to be me. And there's just been a lot of thoughts, Amanda, that I've been playing around with that have led to, for lack of a better way to say it, giving myself permission to lean in to what I feel like is my, you know, true calling purpose and that really played out. I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram, but I did like, I'm really just like, this is my focus. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change on my website. And now I'm going to do a photo shoot. Okay. I'm going to do a photo shoot. Oh, I'm just going to invite a bunch of my badass female clients to do this. And it was the most empowering experience I've had in business. I thought we were just going to sit around and take some photos and instead to kind of like get the vibe going in the room, I started asking questions and there were 10 women there. And they were feeding off each other, sharing. And I thought, this is why I'm doing this is to amplify their impact a hundred times, a thousand times. So yeah, I'm not really sure what the question was. I'm sorry. I started going off on a whole thing, but it's really like, that's been the impact piece is like, oh, allowing, allowing, allowing as opposed to resisting and trusting myself. I love, okay. So here's the thing for everyone listening. Like Amy said, we meet quarterly and every single time we've met so far, she's been even more thrilled and excited to create her next set of marketing plans and the marketing strategy around it because she's done that deep dive into, okay, and I love what you said about there is a coach for everyone, but it doesn't have to be me. Like that gave me chills. It's so good. And it's so empowering to realize that you're going to be happiest and do your best work when you're serving the people that you really feel that connection with because mm -hmm. they're aligned with the people that you want to work with. They're aligned with your values as well as their own. It's it's just so empowering. And I have seen that in your face every single time we've met yes. because you've peeled back another layer and you're so excited to share about it. Mm -hmm. And that's been really, really fun. And I, I did see on Instagram where you had the photo shoot with your clients and I was like, Man, that's genius. But like, it's so smart because again, like you said, you're amplifying your clients, yes. which is always, it's so fun for us to do, to be like, let me tell you about how this amazing client that I get to work with. Like, this is yes. the coolest thing ever. They're amazing. Let me share them with everyone else. But also you got to bring them all together into this community. And then you got to cheer each other on as you're taking this, but like, being photographed is so vulnerable, especially yeah. when you're working in this online space where, okay, I work alone probably in my office, in my house or at the kitchen table in my house. And I don't, I don't have coworkers that I'm around every day. Yeah. 
and I'm behind this screen all the time. And so then to get in front of a camera, yeah, it's so vulnerable. <laughs> and so yeah. you gathered all your people together though, and got to cheer each other on and empower each other as they're doing such a vulnerable thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Such a smart way to bring all of your people together. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, it was. And this kind of played out from, I do really feel like from showing up from call to call, I'll say, I just want to say one thing because I may forget it, which is when I first hired you, Amanda, which we've known each other for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years now. And then listening, I said, oh yeah, I want to work with her. Honestly, I'll just, the piece for me was like, I'm not getting my marketing right. I need some help. That was probably the context of hiring you and working with you and doing my own thought work that I've been talking about has like, you were just really leaned into like, well, what's authentic for you? What does that look like for you? And I'm like, well, no, it's supposed to be like, I just wanted to make it quote unquote easier. And it turns out that for me, easier is that like more authentic piece, working more with women, being a little more sassy, swearing, all the things. And you just cheerleaded that. And that felt so supportive to me. And I think that's why every call I've shown up happier because I think I hired you to get something right. And instead I was able to have the experience of like, you know, quote unquote, right is being real. And so that when I talk with you and you have an idea and questions, it's like, it's, it's pointing me further in that direction, as opposed to keeping me in a box. I thought I was supposed to be in for my marketing. First of all, That just makes me so happy. I'm like tearing up over here. But (laughs) because for me, a huge part of my core values as a business owner is that vulnerability. And so then Mm. to hear, again, Mm. that alignment when you work with clients who are willing to be vulnerable and like align with your own goals as and and values, it just makes such a difference. And you're just, I'll say you are the you were the easiest client to sign ever. You popped into my inbox. I was in Washington on vacation, but like yeah. still monitoring my stuff. And your inquiry came through and I was like, oh, okay. Like again, we'd known each other, but we hadn't talked that you had never told it. me like, yes. I'd love to work with you yeah. someday. And so it came up and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That sounds good. And I yeah. sent you the information and immediately you were like, all right, I'm in. I was just like, oh, and then subsequently every, you just you show up so ready and you show up so Mm. excited for what you're doing. Mm. And it is really interesting to think back on the marketing you were doing before. Mm -hmm. And it did feel a little buttoned up and it felt, how do I say this without it sounding negative? It just felt almost aloof. You felt very aloof. Detached from it. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Detached. Mm -hmm. And now you're so present and you're so joyful in what you're doing. And it's just, it's been, it's been an honor to get to watch all of this unfold. So thank you for that. And you're just incredible. And I think we could go on and on and on about all the incredible things (laughs) you've accomplished, but I would love to hear Mm. what is a lesson, a Mm -hmm. big lesson that you have, maybe the biggest, or maybe just one that really sticks out to you that you've learned this year in business. So I feel like I could say a lot of like tactile things, but I think the overarching 12,000 foot view for me, which is how I often look at finances is like, how does one thing connect to other things instead of like vacuum thinking around money is that really trusting myself, you know, that I can trust myself is a thought that I've been working on this year and the last several months. And that is 
again, that's that 12,000 foot view of the things I'm doing, whether it goes well or not, because sometimes it really doesn't go well, blows up in my face. So that's okay. Or I sign people and I go, Hmm, I was really coming from a place of like, I wanted the income from that signing as opposed to the bigger, you know, whatever, but really learning to trust myself. And then it's interesting to have you share about that piece around me signing up so quickly with you is one of the other thoughts I've been working on this year is it can be easy. And so not feeling like, oh, I'm gonna have to belabor it. I'm gonna have to interview all these people. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to change all these things. Like, no, actually it can be easy to build the business of my dreams, really. So I'm glad you had that experience of that, that like, it can be easy to be on vacation in Washington and have people sign up with me, you know, whatever, but trusting myself and letting it be easy and not resisting. Yeah. And honestly, everything, all the clients that get signed when they're, when it's easy the clients that are the best to work with and that are the most fruitful to work with Mm -hmm. the projects you work on where you allow it to be easy you you get the most growth from and you get to to see the biggest impact from and there is a lot to be said about just letting things be easy i also love that you mentioned trusting yourself even though sometimes it doesn't necessarily quote unquote work out but Mm -hmm. I think an important thing to note there, and this is very, again, kind of woo, which isn't my normal MO, but (laughs) even in the things that may not work out the way you want them to, when you trust yourself jumping into them, there's a lesson that you probably needed to learn. And maybe on some level, I don't know if if I would say that you knew that or, but in Mm -hmm. some way that was brought to you for Mm -hmm. a reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if maybe in the moment it doesn't feel so great, over time you're gonna look back and go, Oh, I needed to learn that. I needed, I needed to to get to the other side of that. And whether it's a a practical thing, a boundary that you start to put into place, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Even in trusting yourself, even if it doesn't work out like you expected to, there's always something on the other side for you. Yeah. And just yeah, jumping in, thinking that creating that as that thought or that context, or yeah, this is what there was for me to learn. Yeah. You know? And, and I think as entrepreneurs, like we're, it seems like a heavy word, but like we're responsible for, for really for creating that, you know, we can turn that into anything we want to turn it into. Nobody else is going to do that for us. Right. Nobody else is going to say, Oh, I bet that was a lesson. I don't know if other people say that to me. I'm like, Oh, I don't even want to hear it. But if I create that powerfully for myself, you know, it's almost like my mom being like, I bet you learned something from getting a C in that class, you know, like or whatever. But if I myself say, I trust that that's what there was for me to learn, it feels much more empowering to me. And it feels like it's supported my growth. Yeah. And I think that. And that's one. Yes, absolutely. You've got to, it's got to be, it's got to come from yourself. Right. But I think really say, and that's why I love this question too. Like, I want to hear all the great things that y'all are doing, but I also want to know like, what's something that you've learned? Because I think it's so important as business owners, because we are, there's a lot of responsibility on our laps. I know every single one of us has sat there and said, I need to go back to my full-time job strictly because totally it's so much less responsibility. And I think one of one of the aspects of having so much responsibility is that you have to learn from things. You can't just only look at the good, but you can look at the things that maybe weren't so good and turn them into good. 
Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And so I love asking that question here. It's also something that I ask myself every single month when I'm doing my KPI spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. One of the questions in my KPI spreadsheet is what is the biggest lesson I learned this month? Mm-hmm. And so I can go back every year that I've been in business and said, okay, well, that was my biggest lesson this month. And this mm-hmm. month, and it's really mm-hmm. funny to see mm-hmm. how much my business has grown and my mindset has grown. Yeah because I pay attention to those lessons. So mm-hmm. thank you for mm-hmm. being open and honest with yours. Absolutely. Now let's say, cause I know there are many people out there listening to this right now that are like, wow, I need that connection piece. I need that clarity with mm-hmm. my finances mm-hmm. and my mindset around my finances and that connection piece between the two. Yeah. Tell everyone about your money clarity program. Yeah. So, you know, you start with this and then you figure out really what works for you. And that's kind of the work I've been doing this year is trying to figure out what length of time really guarantees that my clients create the results they came to create. So right now I just have one offering and it's a six month money clarity. Sometimes I call it financial coaching, essentially partnership where we are start with a deep dive around your personal and business finances because they are connected and you can't look at one without looking at the other. We may take some time in doing that. It doesn't have to be all in one fell swoop. But then I have weekly coaching calls with my clients where sometimes we're really just looking at the number piece and other times we're working more on the mindset and it's all threaded together. But where I'm offering them that financial coaching and Figuring what's what's important to them. Because you know, I, I there's this expression, I say this all the time. Don't tell me what you value. Show me your checkbook and your calendar, and I'll tell you what you value. So that's what I feel like Amanda's a financial coach is I'm shining a light on this is how you're spending your money and your business. And personally, does this align with what you say is important to you? And sometimes we're a little too close to see, you know, maybe it doesn't. So that's the piece that I do with folks over that six months. And if someone was interested in taking that next step, where would they need to go? Easy. My website, amyscottcoaching.com. You can schedule a call there. And we will also have that linked in the show notes, friends, if you want to check that out and learn more about Amy and working with her because mm-hmm. finances are such a critical, crucial part of running a business. And there's no reason to be blind about it and just get some help with it. So if you're interested in working with her, please check that out for sure. Now, Amy, you know that I end every episode with a book recommendation. So (laughs) it can be business or financial, or it could just be a fiction book that you really enjoyed. But what would be one book you'd recommend for everyone? I thought about this, and I don't know if anyone said this, and they probably have, but I think one of the most impactful for me in the last couple of years has been James Clear's Atomic Habits, mainly because I read that book and I'm like, Everything he says around it on the finance piece is what I feel like I'm doing with my clients. So it it has been very impactful for me to read that book. Yeah. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes as well. Amy, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time to be here today, and just for being really vulnerable with everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amanda. It was really fun. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. 
I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.